so uh, coming up, uh, I, you guys know I'm an identical twin. Um, and so my brother and I look exactly alike. Um, and, and when we were younger, it was worse. Uh, I've told you a story about the time that I myself walked into a mirror thinking that it was my brother and that I was going to get him. And I was like, bro, brother, we got to go. Mom wants, we got to go. And I walked up and boom, I hit the mirror because I thought it was my brother. <laughs> And it was really me. Uh, and we're so identical that oftentimes what we would do is we would ask our mom, who's your favorite? We would ask her that, mom, who's your, which one's your favorite? Which one of us is your favorite? Uh, and she would say, my birthday is December 19th. She said, the one I gave birth to on December 19th. That's what she would say. And we're like, mom, we both born on December 19th. That, that's not a good answer. <laughs> but that's the answer she would give every time. And it's interesting to note is that in our hearts, we always want to be the favored ones. In, in our lives, we always want to be the favorite, whether that's in our familial relationships, whether that's vocationally, we want to be the favored one. Wherever it is we find ourselves, we want to be the favorite. But as we're going to look at this passage today, we're going to see that there is something destructive that happens when you play favorites. There's something destructive that happens when you play favorites. And I'm going to help us today to see through our brother James and his words as we look at this passage here is that favoritism has no place in the family of God. Favoritism it has no place in the family of God. Listen, favoritism is defined like this. It's defined as an unfair bias in favor of one thing or person compared to another. And so when we talk about this idea of favoritism, we, we, and we might take this notion and say, you know what, I'm good. I don't play favorites at all. But when we really think about it and we really take time to consider and reflect on the areas in our lives, we'll begin to see that we show favoritism all the time. And the scripture is calling us away from favoritism. Specifically, James is speaking to the church. He's talking to brothers and sisters. He lays it out right there. He says, my brothers and sisters, in verse number one. So that means he's talking to Christians. He's letting them know, listen, don't show favoritism as you hold on to the faith in our glorious Lord and Jesus Christ. So there, there were some things that were going on in the church that James needed to address. And so he gives us this example of what had taken place. Now, there were two men who walked into the gathering, and we don't know specifically what this gathering was. It, it just tells us that it was a gathering. But, but these two men walk into the gathering, and one of them is dressed to the nines. He's, he's got on his freshest gear. He's got on his flyest outfit. He's got on gold rings and jewelry all up and down. He's got, he's got necklaces on. He's got all types of stuff. He's dressed to the nines. And then there's another who comes in who's dressed in rags. Now, what happens is, is that James points us to the reality of what happened in this scenario, but is pointing to what happens in our hearts all the time. Is that we look at people who look shiny, and we look at people who, who look put together, and we offer to them best places in our lives. We've got to be honest this morning because all the times, it's so often we play favorites in 
our lives. So often we, we play favorites. Even the way that we orient our lives and set up our, 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 our business and set up all the things that we do in our life, we do it in such a way that we would attract shiny people. We, we do it in such a way that we attract people who are able to help us with the things that we need help with. And listen, we're guilty of that even in the church. We, we, we set up ourselves, we set up our, our gatherings and our services in such a way that we are inviting people who are shiny to be a part of what we're doing. We love to have people in our lives who have something to offer us. We love to have people around us who can offer us something more than what we can offer to them. And, and the reality is this. Listen, it, it, it's not necessarily an issue, but the reality is this, is that we have to monitor exactly what is going on in our hearts when we think this way. And so James is teaching us, listen, he's teaching us, he's showing us, listen, uh, Romans chapter 2 verse 11 says is that there is no favoritism with God. See, any time you play the favorites game, any time you play with favoritism, you are operating outside of the standard of God in your life. Any time that you play favorites, any time, because this word for favoritism, it, it points to a, a word that's a compound word, uh, which means to receive the face of someone. And so, so, so when we play things and, and, and when we just take things uh, at face value, when we, when we just look at people based off appearances and we judge them by their appearance, we play an ungodly game. And so I want to help us today to understand, because James is showing us, he's saying, listen, do not show favoritism as you hold on to the faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ. James is teaching us something here. He's teaching us is that the reasons that we play favorites, the reasons that we have favoritism in our lives is because we are not looking at the right thing. The, the reason why we play favorites is because we don't have our eyes fixed on the right types of things. And, and, and in fact, he's saying, listen, don't play favorites as you're holding on to, to your faith in the glorious Lord Jesus Christ. Family, we, we, we've got to have our eyes fixed on the glory of God and not the glory of man. See, we, 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 get it, we get it twisted. Like, we get it twisted so much, so, so many times, like, in our lives, we, we, we play favorites because we're looking for glory from man. We, we play favorites because we're looking to receive glory from man instead of receiving glory from God. And oftentimes, we get, we get challenged by this stuff, and, 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 and the reality in our life is this, is that we come up against so much, so many difficulty and so, many, so, so much trial in our life, because James was teaching us this all throughout chapter 1, that when we get into a particular position, we oftentimes think that we can fix those trials by playing favorites. See, oftentimes we think that we can fix stuff in our lives if we just get the right people around us. Sometimes we think that, you know, if, if we hang out with some people who got some money, <laughs> that we might actually come up on some money. 
And, and listen, I, I get that understanding, like you, 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 you're the sum total of the, 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 the five people that you spend your time with and all that kind of stuff like that. I, I understand that. But the reality is, is that when we desire that purely for our own glory and not for the glory of our Savior, he's telling us, he says, don't show favoritism as you hold on to the faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is the only one who is glorious that we should be attaining to hold on to. See, it, it doesn't matter what type of people you have in your life. If you've got Jesus in your life, you've got everything that you need. See, and, and we get it. We get it twisted. We think like, man, like I just gotta, I gotta get these kind of people around me because, you know, what I'm saying I'm trying to be a successful business person, and, and in order for me to have a successful business, I gotta get the right type of customers in here, and if I get the right type of customers in here, then I make the kind of money that I want to make, and all that kind of stuff. And the reality is that, yeah, I, I get that from a practical sense, but if God doesn't breathe on what you're doing, <laughs> it doesn't even matter. If God doesn't breathe on the work that you're doing, it doesn't even matter. And so we see this passage here. He's telling them, listen, don't show favoritism as you hold on to the faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ. He's talking to us about the magnificence and excellence of our Savior. He's talking to us about the glory and majesty and the dignity and grace of our Savior. See, when we look at this and we begin to understand this reality is this, is that God is in his magnificence and in his excellence. He is the only one that we should seek to hold on to and play favorites with. And when we do, here's what he does, is that he allows us to experience his glory. He allows us to share in his grace. He allows us to share in the blessedness that he has. But, but, but that calls for us to hold on to our faith in Jesus. We're holding on to so many things in this life. We're holding on to so much stuff in this life. And family, we, we get mixed up. We get confused. And, and, and sometimes more than that, we're just downright determined to make our own way. See, sometimes we're just determined to make our own way and set ourselves up for glory. See, we're determined to do that. We're determined. Like, everything we do in our lives is set up to set us up for glory. (laughs) Everything that we strive after in our lives is to set us up for glory. But the problem comes into play is that when we step on other people in order to get us to that place that we desire. Here verse 2 says, he says, if, if someone comes into your meeting wearing a gold ring and dressed in fine clothes and a poor person dressed in filthy clothes comes in, if you look, on fa- or look with favor on the one wearing the fine clothes and say, sit here in a good place, and yet you say to the poor person, stand over there, or sit here on the floor. Family, so many times in our lives, we step on other people to get to where we want to go. So many times, to get to where we want to go, we step on people who are in need, we step on people who are struggling, and then when we get to a certain place, here's what we do. We start to look down on those people who are in a lesser condition than us. And how are we 
to proclaim the glorious name of Jesus, who saved us from the muck and the mire of our sins, and then turn around and have the audacity to look down on someone in a lesser condition than us. We got to get ourselves together, family. And listen, you might be sitting there saying, well, I don't look down on anybody. I don't look down on anybody. And I don't, I don't think I'm better than anybody. But there's some people you won't deal with. There's some people who won't deal with because they're not as articulate as you. There's some people who you won't deal with because, because, because they don't have the same amount of education as you do. There's some people that you won't deal with because, you know, I, I, I just hang out with a certain type of people. And see, family, we, we, we get it twisted because, listen, we get into a position and we forget that the only reason that we're, we are where we are is because of the grace of God in our lives. We forget that the reason that we graduated with the honors and all that kind of stuff. We forget that the reason that we got the promotion that we got on the job, we forget that the reason that we have the talent that we have, we forget the reason why we have everything that we have. And the reason for that is because Jesus has granted it to us in his grace. And what we do when we play favors is we take the grace of God and throw it in the garbage. When we play favorites, we take the grace of God in our lives and we take it over to the dumpster and say, it's not good enough for that person. We take the grace that was on our lives and we pick it up and we toss it away and say that that grace isn't good enough for them. How soon we forget. <laughs> How soon we forget that if it hadn't been for the Lord, on our side. Where or where will we be? And listen, <laughs> we're so we forget so quickly. And, and I'm not I'm not talking about years past. I'm talking about a couple weeks sometimes. Sometimes we get so caught up in the upward mobility that we're seeing in our lives. That we forget that it was just two weeks ago that you were crying and asking God to help you with your finances. You forget that it was just two weeks ago that you were crying and asking God to, to fix your relationship. And then you look at a brother and sister who are going through some marital challenges and you look down on them and say, well, that wouldn't be me. <laughs> it was just you. Just two weeks ago, you was in the pastor's office asking for help. <laughs> careful. Let me be careful. Listen, we forget so often. And here's what happens. We, we, this verse, he says, listen, there's someone who comes into the meeting and, and they got on gold rings. <laughs> here's something funny. That word is, is, is literally translated gold fingers. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> gold finger people. And so this, this idea, though, is that the signs of status are oftentimes obvious. And that's why it's so easy for us to play favorites, because the signs are obvious. 
we, we, we may not have in, in the same way in our lives people who are around us who, who have like, who are wearing gold all up and down their fingers and stuff like that, and then somebody in our lives walking in with, with rags. We, we may not have that, but we do see the people in our lives who go on vacations to Vermont and stuff like that. We do see people in our lives who have a particular status, and there's nothing wrong with you having that type of way. But the, but the, but the challenge is, is that when we try to position ourselves to get close to them so that we can benefit from what they have, instead of positioning ourselves closer to Jesus so that we can benefit from the riches that are in Christ. And so, look, we, we, we get caught up in this, and I understand, listen, but, but Jesus tells us in John chapter 7, verse 24, he says this. He says, stop judging according to outward appearances. Rather, judge according to righteous judgment. Because here's what James is getting ready to get into for us in verses 5 through 6. I'm not going there yet, but he's going to get into this and let us know this reality is that there are some people who look rich, but they're really poor. There are some people who look poor, but they're really rich. And so we've got to stop judging by appearances alone. And when we see a poor man in our lives, one who is lonely and affected, uh, lonely and afflicted and destitute and lacking in any type of influence in our lives, when we see that person, we better be able to judge rightly because that person might be downloaded with riches spiritually in their life that you might benefit from if you're paying attention. See, we got to pay attention, family of God. See, because there are some people who got a whole lot, but their soul is empty. There are some people who have a lot going on, but there's nothing happening in their heart. They've got a heart of stone <laughs> instead of a heart of flesh. And we have to be careful not to look with favor or people who we think got it going on. James says, don't pay special attention to those type of people. We do it. We do it all the time. We start paying special attention to people in our lives because, you know, we want to look like something. And, and I, listen, uh, I'm from Camden, New Jersey, right? And so I, I went back. I was almost back the other day, and Camden, for for years, was the poorest, uh, worst city in America. For years, it was that. But I, I went back up a couple weeks ago. I, I took Minister Cam and, and Jaquan with me. We went up there to get us a seafood burger from Burger Bar. My God, <laughs> seafood burger got shrimp and crab and salmon, all types of stuff. Anyway. We, we went up there, and we rolled past the high school. Now, Camden, again, is one of the poorest, struggling places in America. We rolled past the high school, and everybody had on Jordans and Yeezys. And it was like, okay, like, we got this. Like, and the reason for that family is this. It's because it's, it's, it's oftentimes we show favoritism because it's about the optics that we want for our lives. 
We, we want to be looked at in a certain way. We want to be perceived in a certain way. Instead of actually having the true, fruit, the true fruit and value of character in our lives that Jesus lets us know is of more value than anything in our lives. We need character, family of God. We need character. So he says, listen, when you look with favor on this person, like, listen, don't, don't do that. Don't offer them a good seat. <laughs> Just because they got on nice things, don't offer them a good seat. And then don't tell the person who looks like they got on rags to go sit down. That's crazy, right? They say, come sit at my feet. Come sit here on the floor. That's wild. I might have to fight you if you tell me to sit on the floor. Like, it's, what? Like, I'll stand. <laughs> I'd rather stand up. But he says this, look, he says, haven't... You make distinctions. This is verse 4. He says, haven't you made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Haven't you made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Family, sometimes when we play favorites, we forget that we're making ourselves judges. And we're not supposed to judge, right? Don't judge anybody. That's what people are screaming. Don't judge me. Now, there's a difference. Let me make this plain. There's a difference <laughs> between judging and, and pointing out things to people. Just because you're pointing out something to them doesn't mean you're judging them. Just because you tell them, hey, the way you talk to people is not really like it's not jiving with me. That's not judging. <laughs> That's helping your brother or your sister get their life. We're allowed to do that. We're allowed to point people to an understanding where they get to understand, right, that, that hey, like the way you're doing stuff is not necessarily the way you should do it. Repent. <laughs> but that's not judging. And so here's what I need to see. Oftentimes what we do when we show when we play favorites, right, is that we set ourselves up as arbitrators in people's lives. And the problem with that is we don't know what's in people's hearts. We don't know. Outward appearances are deceiving. Listen, I've been pastoring for, for 10 years, and, and what I understand is this, is that sometimes it's the people who look like they got it together the most, whose lives are filled with all types of debauchery, people who you would never think, they got some secret stuff going on in their lives. And so we can't play arbitrators. We can't play judges. And we, we can't... We can't play that kind of game. And I'm going to urge us also... Because sometimes what we do... Is we confuse... Compassion... With compromise. See, sometimes... <laughs> 
we think we're loving people, but we really just tolerate them. Sometimes we think we have compassion for people, but really we've just compromised to just like, okay, well, since, since we go to the same church, I guess I got to. Sometimes what we do is we think that, 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 that we're loving people, but all the while we're tolerating them tolerating and, and here's, what, here's what James tells us he says listen when you play favorites you've made yourself judges who have evil thoughts but here's what happens and I'm closing the beauty of this is this verses 5 through 7 says this he says listen brothers and sisters didn't God choose the poor in this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom that he has promised to those who love him? Now, don't hear me saying that all poor people are righteous, right? Don't hear me saying that all rich people are wicked. I'm not saying that. I am saying that each of us has to do an examination of whether we're rich or poor in the spirit. Because Jesus tells us, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And, and here's another piece. We'll read this passage and think, we're not the rich ones that are being talked about here. <laughs> we think that we're not the rich ones. I want to help somebody today. See, we look at this passage and we think that we're the ones who are poor. <laughs> but oftentimes, our hearts are set up with the accumulation of things. So much so, that our hearts look down on people. And let's be honest too, we're, we live in America. We're, we're, I, I, I can't remember the statistic, but we're a lot richer than people in other parts of the world. <clears throat> We've got wealth. You do. Pastor, I don't make that much money. <laughs> she said, I don't. <laughs> but you've got more than a whole lot of other people. But here is the goal. <clears throat> the goal is, whether you got a whole lot of money or a little bit, is to be poor in spirit. Because God chose the poor in this world to be rich in faith. First Samuel chapter 2 says this. It says, The Lord brings poverty and gives wealth. He humbles and exalts. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the trash heap. He seats them, listen to this, with noblemen and gives them a throne of honor 
for the foundations of the earth are the Lord's. He has set the world on them. God doesn't play favorites. And neither should we. God doesn't play favorites with people. And neither should we. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have life eternal. There are no stipulations in that. There are no clauses in that. God loved the world and he gave his only son. And then whoever would believe. Not if you got it all together and believe. Not if you went to the best university and believe. Not if you've got the highest position on the job and believe. The only thing required from God is that you believe. And family, as we look at, and, I, as, and I'm done, as we look at this, I want to leave you with a couple ideas. first one is this, is that the devoted are people who are captivated by Christ's glory. The devoted are people who have been gripped by God's grace. And the devoted are people who are motivated by the Holy Spirit's guidance. Listen to these words of Jesus from Mark chapter 12. 45. It says, sitting across from the temple treasury, he watched how the crowd dropped money into the treasury. Many rich people were putting in large sums. Then a poor widow came and dropped in two tiny coins worth very little. Some scholars say that what she put in wasn't even worth a penny. And then Jesus, summoning his, his disciples to him, he said to them, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. For they gave out of their surplus, but she gave out of her poverty and put in everything that she had, all that she had to live on. if we're going to be devoted we have to give all that we have and I want you to see that this moved Jesus this woman's faith moved Jesus she's like I may not have a lot but what I have I'm going to give and each and every one of you can say the same thing. It doesn't matter how much I got. 
I'm going to give them everything I got. That's why we don't look on rich people and show favor to them. Because they might be full of riches, but empty in the spirit. And knowing that God is ruler over the wealthy. Sometimes we look at wealthy people and think that they got control of everything. (laughs) But the reality is, is that God is the one who is in control. He can bring down economies like that. Your wealth can be gone in a second if that's God's will. And then we also don't look down on the poor because God is in support of the poor. So family, let's not play favorites. Let's not play favorites in our heart. Let's not play favorites in this church. Sometimes we've got affinity with people. Sometimes it's because they like the same stuff we like. Sometimes it's because they look like we look. Sometimes it's because they're in the same stage of life as we are. Sometimes because they've got the same marital status as we do. But the family of God is this unique and beautiful collection of people who are from all different types of statuses and classes and colors and groups. And God brings them all together, centered around his glory, and saying that the only one who we play favorites with is God. He's our favorite. He's the one who shows us favor. As a family, don't play favorites, but be devoted to the glory of Christ, to the grace of God and to the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you. We praise your name. God, I ask today, God, that you would receive glory through us. Help us to know that the practice of favoritism paralyzes our relational capacity. God, help us not to play favorites. Help us to know that true greatness comes from God. And so God, I ask today, by your spirit, by your might, that you would show us today. Lead us and guide us. Continue to teach us all things. In the matchless name of Jesus Christ, I pray with thanksgiving. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for choosing to worship with us this morning. We are so excited and so thankful. If you have chosen to follow Jesus, you've just made the best decision of your life. And we are so excited and all of heaven is rejoicing with us. Click the link at the bottom of the screen and someone from Epiphany Church will follow up with you as soon as possible. If you have chosen to become a member of Epiphany Church Wilmington today, welcome, and we cannot wait to meet you. Click the link at the bottom of the screen, and someone will contact you as soon as possible. Also, if you could give, 
and there are several ways to give. You could click the link at the bottom of the screen. You could text. You could download the app. But we need you to give. Uh, without your giving, we would not be able to do any of the things that we do as a church in the community. Once again, thank you so much for worshiping with us this morning. Like, comment, subscribe, and share, and tell a friend to tell a friend about what God is doing here at Epiphany Church Wilmington, where we believe in being on the block, in the middle of it, for Jesus Christ. God bless you all, and you have all have a wonderful week.